check check does this thing still work check check welcome back to the post pod i'm your host drew gross it's been a minute maybe a couple minutes i think it's been two solid months we are back in the booth nicholas how are we i am stoked brother uh it took everything i had not to just like yell like just give it a big woo big rick flair woo into the mic but i'm ready to be back dog Let's go. Do we even know how to still work the equipment? Are we uh, are we live? We don't know. I guess we'll find out. We've got a we've got a we've got a recap PGA Championship recap. Phil getting it done at fifty. F one uh, Monaco recap, and then uh, whatever else we get to. Maybe some roll dogs. Just good to be back with you, brother. Back no, in the man. booth. How you been? It's been two months. Two months, my gosh. All right. That's good. I mean, the Saturdays and Sundays are much more eventful now. We, you know, we got quali, we got we got race day, uh, we got a lot of golf that's been played lately. Uh good or bad, it's just been good to be back out there. So hey man, uh, nothing better than rounding it all out with a little bit of post pod. Let's go after dark. The post-pod uh, allegiance has been clamoring for uh, a new a new pod, new episode. So, you know, got to give the people what they want. So we're but back. Here we are. You got to leave them wanting more, you know? I think that's really – you and I really planned this whole thing. This is all contrived, so good to be Abs- back. But absolutely. it's, you know, all according to scenario B at the moment, which we've been riding this entire time. Absolutely. Shout out to Coach Dilwad. We also had – our last episode was – uh, one of the hot, most highly um, reviewed slash commented on slash appreciated episodes that the PostPod has created. Uh, Brother Reed was a uh, correspondent with his F1 um, expertise. And, you know, it, it's fitting with Monaco and, you know, coming back to the pod that it's only right to bring Reed back on. So it's myself, Nick, and Reed, welcome back. How are we, brother? Truly an honor, boys. Thank you. Recurring guest status? I couldn't Absolutely. be happier. Absolutely. First, first recurring guest. First back-to-back Hello, guest, brother surely. Reed. Back-to-back guest. Brother Reed in the house. Absolutely. You have, uh, did uh, you have uh, your, your roll dogs are probably one of the best roll dogs. Um, your roll dog submissions have been probably the most, you know, uh, appreciated to date in the post pod so we heard you had some uh in the tank just go ahead and you know i'll i'll give you the floor what do we got reed well the hard work pays off because last time i put in a herculean preparation for that and uh just the just the background the stats i got like way too excited a little bit nervous about it i was like i can't mess this up this has got to be quality so i was absolutely knocked it out of the park reed it was incredible stuff Thanks, fellas. And ever since then, it's actually been it's actually been kind of the ideal scenario because roll dogs kind of come about, at least for me, just like in an everyday, you know, you hear someone's name, and you're like, oh my God, I forgot that person existed. And you I what I've started doing, I keep an iPhone note, I write it down for exactly Love situations it. like this. Love it. Okay. The prep has been done. Have have any come into mind in recent in recent uh weeks slash the last two months yeah i think i got two i think i got two that will will uh make the grade 
for uh, post-pod roll dogs. All right, hit me, Reed. What do we got? All right. First one we have out of the Big Orange, Syracuse University, Scoop Jardine. Oh, that was that was talked about pre-pod. Scoop Jardine. I honestly wasn't 100% sure what sport he did play. I do remember so sad, Scoop dude. Jardine. So sorry. Sorry. It's, it, I guess it makes sense. Scoop, basketball, you know, Scoopy. He played Scoop, there it is. Scoop Jardine played at the the peak of like the the Syracuse like tight tank top jersey, long baggy shorts, maybe a shooting sleeve era. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they we brought talking? that look to, to college basketball. I think it was them that was like, you know, no one else was doing that kind of thing. I think the baggy shorts were in, but the tight jerseys was not a thing before Syracuse started doing that. Oh yeah, remember. Was that like the Johnny Flynn days? Do you remember Johnny oh, yeah. Flynn? Somewhere sure. around there. He was drafted in 2012, so he's actually not that old. That sounds about the time that Flynn was was there as well, though. I honestly can't remember. Flynn was the baggiest of shorts and the tightest of tanks. That's the only. <laughs> that's the only reason why I remember that. Also, I was at the Sox game last night. Go Sox! And. Um, I was reminded of a absolute roll dog extraordinaire from the Sox uh, World Series days, Maglio Ordonez. Oh, oh, that's got to be Maglio. That's got to be top ten all time fun names to say. Maglio, bro, he was so good too. He was the best guy on that World Series team, bar none. Of Scott Pitsednik, leadoff yes. leadoff guy, Scotty P. That's who so, I thought you were going with. Yeah, there was I saw a Scott Pitsednik jersey last night at the uh, at at the I think they call it what do they call it? It's Guaranteed Rate Field. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see a, at the rate, bro. There, there's a cool name for it. I'm just I'm blanking on it at the moment. Or dreams like are made. GR like the GRF or something. I can't, I can't remember. Oh my gosh. There's Pro- some good name for it. Proposition for the roll dogs might have to have like an end of season or, uh, or some sort of special occasion for like all time team of roll dogs. What team is comprised of the best roll dogs? Like, uh, like per sport you're saying? Yeah. Like real life had to play together oh. in one day. Oh, gotcha. Just a starting lineup of dogs. <laughs> I like that. I had a I had a listener approach me in person. Doesn't always happen. Listener approach me in person. Big hey, are post, you Drew Gross? Big post pod guy. It wasn't exactly like that. <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, I don't really know exactly what a roll dog is, but I am here for it. You guys sound really cool when you talk about it." So shout out to Trickle. Here we are, boys. Yes, I don't know how to know define Dick. it, but I can feel it in my heart. Exactly. 100%. That's what I told him. He was like, I don't know what a roll dog is. I was like, Tom, you know exactly what a roll dog is. You just don't know that that's a roll dog. So here we are. Baseball, if we're doing baseball, I, I do have one off the top real quick that All I would right. like to propose. Rip it before we get into these recaps. It's It's got my childhood aspect going to Cameron Yards as a kid. It's got some alliteration, just like a crisp as F name. Mr. Delino DeShields. Oh wow, that that is a that that's a first tier. I honestly might not even have to hear from the rest of the panel that <laughs> that that that's just gold. The Lino, he's got the double D, DD. 
Double D. His his kids and might still be in the majors as well. Junior. Junior DeShields or DeShields Jr. <laughs> Delino DeShields Jr. I don't mean to brag here, but I have a personal connection with this submission. Uh, oh. From central Pennsylvania, I'm, I'm, I hail from York, PA. Uh, not very far from Baltimore. A lot of uh, the, the talent pipeline from Baltimore to York, PA was rich. Um, and so we had a lot of people in our high school that moved up from Baltimore. And Delino DeShields' cousin went to my school, rode my bus, and she never let you forget about that. I think it might have been her defining <laughs> trait. So shout out last, Delino. Her last name was DeShields? Indeed. That's tight. I would take DeShields as my last name. If I could sw- – I often think about what I would prefer to have my last name be if I could switch, and DeShields would definitely be on the short list probably. Top Drew DeShields, that's that's nice. Yeah, it's clean. That guy's playing professionally in something somewhere. I told, I met this guy the other day. His name was Keenan Johnston, <laughs> and he's a white guy, Keenan Johnston. And I was like, Keenan Johnston, nice. You sound like you should be playing the slot for the Bills. <laughs> like, is that a wide receiver name if I've ever heard one? Keenan Johnston, hundred percent. I don't know anybody named Keenan who's not catching pigskins <laughs> on Sunday. All of them are professional wide receivers. Fast name. Yeah, Keenan Johnson. It's a very yeah. fast name. He's quick. He's quick. Um, quick sponsor. Uh, quick sponsor alert. Never mentioned any sponsors on the pod before. First sponsor. We have a sponsor. It is the one and only Mama Golf. Shout out to the boys at Mama Golf. AKA yours truly quack mama golf is a golf lifestyle brand based out of Chicago, Illinois. They are sold out of most of their current products. Shout out to their, <laughs> to their team for getting it done. Yeah. You know, quick, quick drops, little runs, but normally goes quick. Check out mamagolf.com. Thank you for um, presenting the post pod or, you know, back in the post pod. Appreciate you boys. If you're looking to up your hat game, if you're looking to just up your general golf swag that may be unnoticed by civilians, but like people who call themselves golfers, subtle, I would respect a shoe bag, you know, something, a belt, an embroidered belt. I mean, there's, there's some things there that, you know, it's kind of like, if you know, you know, but the, the lids I think are for everybody. Mama goes hard with the belts and the lids for sure. An elite gift giving brand with a history of demand exceeding supply. So smart business over there, Mama. Yeah. All three of us go hard with with, with the duck for sure. It's one of those IYKYK situations, you know. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out, Mama. Appreciate you boys. Check it out, mamagolf.com. We jump back into the recap. Where are we going to go first, Monaco or PGA? We got Reed. I think we got to start with Monaco. Okay, I like it. I like it. So, full disclosure, I did not watch the race. I worked too much. Couldn't watch the race. Couldn't even watch how I normally watch, which is at night on the recording. Recording didn't work. ESPN app is terrible. Disney stock plummets. Y'all need to get your together only facts this is turning into a clean pod 
this I might submit this one as uh, non-explicit for the first time. We'll, we'll, we'll see if Nick can get through. Give it, it. time. Give it time. Dag um, gum it. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, couldn't watch. Couldn't even. Couldn't watch Quali. I know y'all are big Quali guys. I'm trying to. I want to be. I see the Quali guys, and I. I want to be one of those big Quali guys. I. I, I feel a, a need for it, and it's just not something that I've. I've gotten through. So start start me off with quality. Quality was hot, right? Nick's the quality guy. No one loves the word quality as much as Nick. So I will let him take the quality recap. Quality, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It is. Quality is, first of all, you know how long it's going to be unless something crazy happens. But is it is an it hour. an hour? Okay. It's just That's, an hour. Yeah. And I just want to shout out F1 real quick for like, Everything they do that's a live broadcast, whether it's a practice, quality, a race, I think even their like pre-race stuff, they play the theme song and <laughs> just like the driver introductions. And it, it's the most hype I've gotten for any sporting event just because of that. Like, a, you know, it's kind of similar to like Fox NFL theme or oh, yeah. yep. like uh, March Madness, like CBS. Like you know the music to those. That's a except good Except like it's for some reason it's just like a little extra oomph. I'm not sure what it is, but it's good stuff. But it's three rounds. Quality. You have Q1, all 20 drivers. Uh, all 20 drivers go. I picture uh, you just getting ready in the morning and playing the uh, intro song like on Bluetooth when you're you know just in the bathroom getting ready for the day. Oh, I've caught him. I've caught him on Spotify listening to the F1. Reed theme monitors song. the feed. Reed. <laughs> Reed does monitor the feed. Uh, I recommend it. If you need a little little juice, get going. It's a great way to do it. And really the first minute of the, the F1 theme on Spotify is all you need. The rest of it is just like instrumental Color. stuff. That's Color. it's yeah. a, like, you know, the theme doesn't actually last for four minutes when you're watching TV. It's like 35 seconds, if that. Yeah. My weekend has a really first minute. My weekend hasn't started until I get the F1 theme Snapchat from, from Nick. On a on a Saturday morning. True, true. It's it's interesting too, but uh, I could go through the theme and I could break it down. But we don't have time for that tonight. Um, three rounds, twenty drivers go. You get like I think it's fifteen minutes a session. So you you're you know you're in your pits. You're you know they let the Haas guys go out first and they you know put in like a five second too slow lap and then everyone else like all right fine we'll go quality now, um, and Haas just goes out there and take one takes one for the team. Like we'll we'll go first. They're trying. They're, I mean, I think they're just really eager. They they want to be out there, but you know, shout out for to, coming. Shout out to Mick and Nikita for not just wrecking the uh, the cars on, on quality. You know, good for them for yeah. unfortunately. One piece. Unfortunately, Mick Schumacher did not get to quality in Monaco this year. Something something went wrong with his car. Um, so yeah, didn't he, he, didn't, he did didn't get to race, but he quality. lost to Mazepin. He, he actually lost to Mazepin this time around. Did he? He actually passed yeah. him on the on the first lap, like one of the one of the very few on track overtakes that the Monaco race this year was Mick passing Nikita. It was a Hass on Hass crime? Oh gosh, that's brutal. Gunther had to be just gritting his teeth through that overtake. You know, I'm sure Gunther was loving that bunch of wankers. Um, but yeah, so so Q1. Nick is when all 20 cars are going to be going out and only 15 advance. Exactly. Is, so it's kind of where our boy George Russell 
shines a little Mr. bit. Mr. Saturday. Mr. Saturday has a hot streak of getting into the top 15 over the last, I think, every race this season. And the last few of, of last year, too. He's been he's been hot. Still hasn't been out-qualified by teammate Nicholas Latifi or any other teammate for that matter. R.I.P. Nicholas um, Latifi, man. Just getting uh, owned every week. I just read something about his dad the other day. I know um, what you're thinking of. <laughs> what was Latifi? it, Reed? It's the super yacht. It got bought by Latifi from Stroll, the biggest yacht in the harbor this year. I that faith yacht? Mm-hmm. I saw that yacht. Oh, my gosh. It's got like seven floors, has like a cinema, a helipad. It's unreal. And for that it, reason. It has a snow room. What is a snow room? <laughs> and for that reason, I don't feel bad about Latifi at all. It said snow room. It's in the pictures on the website that that ESPN linked to. It's like a sauna, except it just looks like Sub Zero lives there. Like it's wild. Wow! Just a it's cool, like a cold room. Cool one point five mil for a week long charter. You can get a snow room. I might, I might have to splurge with the boys. Mama Golf <laughs> taking oh. us to faith. Mama Golf retreat. <laughs> We'll ru- we'll run it up the ladder. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what we got. A lot of levels at Mama Golf of bureaucracy to get through before we get approval for that. Keep us posted, D. All right. Um, so Leclerc was the star. Once you got all the way through. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I'm 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 getting there. All right, go. So then you have Q2. Q2 is when same thing. Everybody goes into their pits. They get all the cars into their bays. They do some other stuff. They warm up the tires. Whatever. Sometimes they change tires for Q2 because at, in Q2 is when they get you down to 10 cars. So 11 through 15 do not advance to the final round of qualifying. And if you, if you do advance to the third round of qualifying, whatever tire you used in the second round is the tire you start the race on. But that's only if you finish in Q2. That's only if you make it in the top 10, if you, Oh, okay. Based on a certain tire, but you finish 11th, you can start on whatever tire you want, which is kind of an advantage at some tracks. Um, so they got to kind of game up what tires they're on on the last lap when they're in Q3. So if you think about it, like a lot of these guys use the softest tire because they want to get the quickest time. They want to have the grippiest tire, but the softest tire doesn't last as long as the medium or the hard. So if you're going to use that tire, you got to be prepared to maybe do the two-stop strategy Hashtag tactics, hashtag Mercedes Benz. Um, but that's what ends up happening. There's a couple, like last race, there was, uh, I think it was Stroll that started out on the medium tire. And he just sucks. So he couldn't do anything about it, even when everyone else was pitting. Right. Um, but the idea is like, if some other cars have to do two stops because they're on a soft first that only goes 20 laps, you can go 35 pit, go 35 again, and you're good. So, so some tactics there. And then you want to finish on the, on the mediums, essentially. Most cars end up finishing on the hards from what I've seen. Uh, oh, Reed, wow. You could probably comment more because it lasts longer to end the race. It totally all depends. You know, they, they actually will even go into a weekend sometime thinking, you know, the soft tire is the one that we want to be on. It's the fastest one. And then they get to the, even Sunday race day. And it's like, whoa, the medium is running way better and it lasts way longer. So we're going to optimize and try to be on the medium as long as we can. And like this kind of like tire strategy that Nick described is pretty much exactly what happened in Monaco this year. 
um, because, you know, there's not a lot of on track passing. So it's like if you can stay out a really long time and you have no traffic in front of you, you got a clear track, you can make up a lot of time and you pit, you know, like 10 laps after someone else and you come out ahead of them and, and boom, you know, you got a couple of positions in the bag. I think that's what happened to Sergio Perez, right? Exactly. He stayed out to the point where he was leading the race and then they just let him go for a few laps and he pits. Lewis had pitted too early. He comes out in front of Lewis, finishes P4. Lewis says, guys, so, what happened? We lost spots. It's like, yeah. Lewis, that's the nicest way I've heard it put, what, how Lewis had felt at that moment. Lewis was hot. Were they, yeah. were they airing his mic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, and he was just laying into him. Yeah, that was the, like, he was more mad when Seb pitted and came out in front of him. And he came out and Gasly got past. Actually, I think Gasly started ahead of Hamilton, but still he stayed in front of Hamilton because the pit strategy from Mercedes didn't work this time. Um, Can't be sitting well with the goat to be chilling behind Seb and uh, our boy Pierre. Yeah. Funny thing about Lewis, he doesn't like not winning. Yeah. Come on, bro. Like grow grow up, Lewis. (laughs) <laughs> you're saying have a slice of humble pie to, seriously come on bro to the goat take, gotcha take a, take a p7 <laughs> meanwhile the fans like we're absolutely loving it like i i've been telling people lewis is my favorite but i kind of actively root against him just because it's like it's like you want the patriots to lose and you want the yankees to lose of course you know? yeah we want to see yeah. some competition we want to see them dicing it up we want to see an unexpected result that no one saw coming did my boy carlos ever have a chance at max or was max just the dog the entire the entire day i did see one of those uh visualizations that you know they're, they're kind of on a line that just shows them like lap over lap getting closer or further away and there was like yeah. one five period, five lap stretch where Carlos was actually gaining on Max. And they said he was putting pressure on him, but I don't think Max was sweating too much that whole race. He had a pretty solid lead at that point. Yeah. And, you know, at Monaco, you can be right on someone's bumper and not really they threaten to pass to them. Yeah. We got that's like, so, that's so weird. You got Escalade sized cars going through a street circuit. It's pretty hard to pass if someone ahead doesn't want you to pass. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just too tight. There's only like what, one spot or two spots where you can do it? Yeah, literally one, which is why it's, uh, Monaco is, uh, is a polarizing race. Uh, it is easily the, the most fanfare and prestige. And uh, the, the weekend is, is probably, you know, the most fun if we ever get the chance to go. But, uh, the actual racing spectacle leaves a little bit to be desired. I listened to the uh, um, uh, the Red Bull team principal. Why am I blanking on Horner? Horner. Yeah, I listened to the Horner pod on um, part of my take, and uh, I didn't even know that the Miami race was official for next year, but that we're on, baby. Come on, that's. That's all us. The track is not getting a lot of love, but just F1 in Miami sounds Oh, man. Give me that. Can we please go? Got to go. On. It's uh, I think it's right in the streets and like parking lot around uh, Hard Rock, the, the Dolphin exactly. Stadium. Yep. Warner yep. also previewed some. He was talking about how 
like America just needs like the USA just needs like a an American driver to get in there to keep like the American fans like an F1 and to get the get the fans going. And there's some like 16 year old Reed. You probably know who he was talking about. Did you listen to the Horner pod on on PMT? I didn't yet. Caught red-handed. I shared it out and haven't had a chance yet. Um, <laughs> nice 16 year old driver. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to get his name. But there's some guy coming up either F3 or F2. There is an F3, right, Reed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's coming up somewhere, but he's an American. Jack Crawford, that's his name. No way. Yeah. You don't know that guy? No, I'll give him a follow on the gram, though. I want to want to track this guy's progress. Add me on the gram. I'm going to push back on the fact that uh americans need an american driver to become rabid f1 fans i just think there is so much appeal if you again if you watch the documentary and get to know the drivers in general but like it's just it's it's just a cool sport regardless i i do agree like if haas was a sick team for example even if there were no like the tie to america is is really cool right i think it'd be awesome to have that one person you root for but I don't know. I don't think we need it to be crazy F1 fans. We watch you be the, watch you. No, you don't. But watch you be the biggest Jack Crawford fan once he signs to uh, Haas in three years as a 19 year old. Jack, you are now P18. (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) Gunther will be long gone. He'll be a coffee guy somewhere in a cafe. A barista. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gene. I don't know, dude. I don't know, Gene. <laughs> I wouldn't give us any more money either, Gene. <laughs> I do have to figure out that plate soon. He's so the best. Keep throwing me the uh, um, F1 plate ideas. IDK. No power. Oh, no power no. And, and abs gutted are, are great ones. Abs gutted. <laughs> abs gutted might look a little strange. No power just goes hard. No uh, power. No yeah. power. <laughs> It's, no power. It's, it's it's still so sad that it's funny. Like it's just thinking back to, <laughs> to Bahrain. Even, who was it? I can't even remember. D. That was Sorry. George in the Mercedes and Lewis's Mercedes when Lewis had COVID. No and he power. was gonna win the race. Yeah, that was a so no sad. power and a gutted all in one. Exactly. NP, NP abs gutted. <laughs> I'm gonna figure oh, it out soon. I'll let you know. All right, should we, should we finish up Monica real at this point? So real quick, Leclerc gets P1 in quali, oh. and then on the last flying lap, everyone is on the track going as fast as they can. Leclerc runs into the wall, and it doesn't look good. And Verstappen's pissed, and Science is pissed, and everyone who's like, I was going to grab pole um, is, is really pissed about this. And Because the safety car had to come out? No, they just red flagged it. There was like 20 seconds left in the session. Gotcha. So Leclerc gets Charles Leclerc, not Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc gets pole, but there's all these questions overnight about like, can Ferrari fix that car? And Ferrari's tweeting like, car looks fine. Gearbox is good. No issues for tomorrow. We'll be on pole. Turns out Leclerc goes to, to, to warm up race day and – He's just like coming on his first lap through the tunnel and exits the tunnel. And then he just like hashtag no power. Like he's just like, no, no, no. 
No. The gearbox guys. He's just so deflated. And they, so then they, they bring everyone out on the grid and Max is P2, Science is P3. Uh, sorry, Botas P3, Science P4. It was, it, was actually, it was a pretty good quality because Lewis goes to P7. So you have guys like Gasly P6 up there, but there's no Ferrari in the pole spot. And then it comes to find out like 20 minutes before the race, they're like, yeah, he can't go. Leclerc's car won't work. That's brutal. And we can't fix it. And there was all oh, this controversy just... about like, you know, what if Leclerc, you know, he tried that, he knew he was pole and someone was going to overtake him at the end. You know, that, that has literally happened in F1 history, um, you know, in, in actually, you know, intentional ways, like they game the system. Um, but I think it was pretty clear if you look on Sunday, like the guy didn't get to start the race. Like there's no way that was intentional. Um, right. But completely tragic for him, man. Like his, his home race, like he drives those oh, streets man. every day. Absolutely gutted for Chuck Leclerc. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's never finished in Monaco. He tweeted about it. Man. Like what I one day I hope to make you proud. It was it was kind of sad. Super um, sad. He's he's so easy to root for too. I, I'm a big look Chuck Leclerc guy. Chucky. You you guys hip to the uh to his catchphrase? Whenever he crashes, he's I am so stupid. Oh <laughs> I am stupid. With a T. Always I do like that one. All right. So any other uh notes from uh monaco good good race or, or boring to watch but yeah i mean it was it was straightforward it was it was the processional that we always get but i think the the pit stop strategy was was pretty thrilling uh the fact that lewis wasn't able to come all the way up up the grid was 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 fun uh the max win of course break up the lewis dominance a little bit max took the championship lead uh, botas i mean botas with an absolute disaster when he's running p2 um with the strip tires yeah and apparently it wasn't like the tire was stripped it was something where and anyway some piece of the of the nut or like the connection piece between the tire and the wheel was like screwed up and uh just couldn't get it off but he was running p2 it was basically the start was like max had to cut off botas so that botas couldn't take the inside into the first turn and right. he did it. Botas is running fine. He's actually like potentially going to challenge Max, and then he can't get the freaking wheel off. And they end up taking it back in the trailer with the wheel still on it back to the factory. His pit stop literally ended with him climbing out of the car. I've never seen that. Yeah. Valtteri gutted. Valtteri just can't catch a break. He's just he's is is he like he's probably like not even up there in the in the standings, right? He's he's kind of. I think Lando's, Lando's beating him out for P3, which is pretty sick, if you ask me. Big Lando. That's Very awesome. Sick. Yeah. We're a Lando pod. I oh, mean, come on. Love it. Especially in those liveries. I mean, give me a break. Oh, my God. I was going to so say. So sexy. We need to amend the livery draft, snake draft. McLaren has to be number one for everyone. Yeah, McLaren. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, should we should we re I said. Thank you. Should we revisit how I was absolutely dragged through the mud for that pick, that selection? Don't Come get on. me wrong. In Baku and Azerbaijan, they're going to be in that same 
boring ass livery they were before Monaco. But like just dropping the racetrack knowledge in Baku and Azerbaijan. Yeah, another street circuit, by the way. So just get ready for that. But no one, will look, back- as, no one will look as bad as Williams. We can guarantee that. That's for sure. All right, all That's right. for sure. That Williams car. Now, I do. I, I see what you're doing. When you look at it, when it's just still, it looks nice. But there's something about it on the track. It looks like it should be in like F2 or something. Slow. It doesn't. It doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is, D? I think it's the lack Slow. of sponsors. <laughs> I will admit the driver's suit is hysterical. It, it looks like he's an official. He's there's nothing on his suit. <laughs> Who the? Uh... So I'm thinking when George and uh, when George and wrecked Botas at Imola and he's like all you see when they wreck is like the one driver which is Russell walking back after he smacked Botas's helmet he looks like a safety and I was like driver. it looks like that like that guy went to go check on the drivers and I kind of found out it was George in yeah. his boring ass driver's suit white helmet white suit no sponsors for George they can't take a mama they hit up mama for a sponsorship oh. and we were like mm. Can't be seen on that car. Yeah, we'll, we'll pass. Thanks. We're good. Oh my god. We're top three. We're Thanks. a top three team kind of thing. Yeah, I'm we're waiting standards. for Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, we have standards. We're not trying to put our the the, the duck will be on a sweet car that's uh, finishing on podiums, not coming um, in the back of the grid. Shout out you, Nick. You guys done yet? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, Thank you. PGA Championship. Reed, did we uh did we catch any of uh the lefties return to glory? Oh yeah. I was actually uh my my parents are still living in the Stone Age. They, you know, pay for their uh, a set amount of data every month on their cell phone plan. I told them I might have gone through two months of your cell phone plan in one day because I had the ESPN app up on my phone the entire round. Just like working on the working on the computer, checking over to see what's up. Um I did play two rounds over the weekend, so I did miss a little bit of the second and third round, but all day is Sunday. Brooks feel pretty electric. That oh, was epic. Nick, were you watching? I was. It was like you were waiting for him to blow it, and he just kept just mashing the driver. And when he would mess up, somebody else would mess up too. And so it just never – Hurt him. I think at one point on the back nine, it was a five shot lead. Like it just, yeah, it got almost, stretched out. Almost six. Louis Crazy. tried to keep it tight. Just couldn't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Louis. Oh, classic. How about Kevin Streelman? Kevin Streelman screams a guy that doesn't have it. I mean, I was kind Birdies of. Birdie's the for first him. two. What do you mean? Streels is a dog. I was rooting for him, but he looks like the guy that I see in the office that is in middle management and doesn't have the stones to hang with Phil on 18 on Sunday. That's all. Streels is a dog. Don't do him like that. He plays in all the the side pro events in Arizona that are like just like other other style pro events. Like we've like I, I I could it up with streels in one of those oh, the or, outlaw or, or, tour maybe no it's like corn fairy yeah it's just like side no it's not even it's just like some side pro events that are in arizona and streels just like for covid he was just showing up like winning by 10 it was like cool streelman can you not play in these because you know be cool so he's a minor league golfer is what you're saying be cool if one of us could win this 
I mean, the fact that he rocks the glasses on the back of the ears. Ridiculous. Look. Oh, it's Ridiculous great. Look. So good. I don't know how they stay on there. I actually, tr- I was trying it out myself and they actually, they, it, it works. I don't know how it works, but it's nice. It might be my new thing. My streel, my new streels look. I'm trying That's it you're out. You're going to emulate, huh? Streels? No, I'm not emulating it. I'm just, it's an ode. Speaking What's of, the, we don't need to get it. You know, an ode to Streels. I'm not like trying to be the guy. He looks like he's like, you know, my my dad was watching it and he was like, yeah, this guy, what is this guy, 50? I'd like to give a, a quick shout <laughs> out to, to Ben Cook, the, what was the, the top club pro? Oh, yeah. That's a hot topic. Oh, really? He's at, yeah, I mean, oh. I thought he had great style. Uh, and he actually posted a pretty respectable score by the end of it. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's a great player, but he's not a club pro. That's straight up. I mean, he qualified as a club pro and he plays in section events like he is a club pro, but he's not a club pro. Guys had like international tour status for like three years, plays every single day. He's just a, he's a pro player. He's not a PGA pro, but shout, shout out Ben Cook. Good for him. I think there's several other guys like that who also quali- qualified as a PGA club yeah. pro. I mean, Omar Uresti is the other guy. That who, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Omar Uresti is not a club pro. I know you shredded him. He's when not he a guy. <laughs> I mean, Ben Cook is the same thing. Yeah. He took How did Uresti do? Did Uresti make the cut? No, only Merrick and Cook made the cut. Shout out to our guy Merrick. They were they – were roasting him on the golf channel live from PGA championship. Cause they were showing him warming up on the range, just doing his, his like shopping cart stretches. And for some, you didn't see that. Mm-mm. Oh dude. He was just going just nuts with the shopping cart, like all kinds of like everybody's warming up on the range and Merrick is just out there doing calisthenics. <laughs> doing some Zumba. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's warming up. And they're just, Killing him. They kept him on, like, just locked in on him on live from PGA for, like, two minutes. And the guy, you know, it's the guy's, he's living out his dream. His whole family's there, made the cut. He's a real PGA pro. And they're and they're going to do him like that on live from Golf Channel for two minutes? Come on, Faldo. You're better than that. Learning any moves? The shopping cart's one of my moves, bro. The shopping cart, go back with the iron, get, get get those lats pulled back. Get that shoulder loose if you're making the cut at Kiowa. Yeah, he was getting low, like real low with it. It was kind of uh, um, Jimenez-esque. You know Jimenez with the oh, knees? Yes. Jimenez, oh, yes. Jimenez goes with the knee. With the knee. Oh, yeah. He's like twerking on the range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to need to post this clip, D. I need to see that. I can't just hear well, that. We're going, we're going live with video for this one, Reed. I've been, I've been seeing a lot of course love. I've been, uh, been seeing people shout out like, we need Kiowa as a major at least every five years. Yeah, both my, both my uh, co-hosts here, uh, return, returning guest brother Reed and permanent co-host Nicholas played the ocean course. What was it? A, a month ago. Late y'all, were, y'all were there for. Like five days in Kiowa, right? Guilty. Like, a, like five weeks ago. Yeah, we spent a whole week there. It was insane. Demolished. Give me some, uh, 
give me some live insight from the ground. Were you guys just pumping it into the grandstand on 18, like the rest of the boys? Like, yeah, we'll just bail out over there to the left, better angle, free drop. <laughs> we, we got there before the grandstands, so – Good for us. That We're was back. actually a little jarring. Backstop. Seeing all the structures there was like, oh my goodness! Like it looks completely different on some walls. The whole way down 18 on the on the left hand side, if you're like teeing off, it's it looks like a, they built a shopping mall alongside it. It was well, nuts. Those, those are all the corporate tents. They, they actually had the least amount of grandstands for a major in the last like 20 years. Wow, love to see that. Yeah. There weren't a ton, like the grandstands were not a ton, but you, you're talking about just coming up 18 with the corporate tents on the side. Yeah, especially when they were like when everybody converged on the, on Brooks and Phil up 18. Drew's shaking his head. I'm sure disgusting. he has some fire, fire takes about that. Absolute and, disgusting. Hold on, hold on one second. <laughs> like that's where you can see like everybody converges on them. They sort of show the view from behind the green looking back, and it, it looked like they had built you know, an entire wall just down the 18 fairway. But I agree. Yeah. There was a lot of just like unobstructed course views and the ocean courses. I mean, you could just take a walk around it. Like it was a hike and you would have an amazing time. It's, it's gorgeous. Absolutely. And that's to say nothing of the, the tees at the championship. Like some of those holes were just completely different than what we played because they were so freaking long. What'd you boys play 17 from like 102, 104? I think it was 180-ish. I was totally joking. Yeah, I, I would hope it would be at least 180. We're, I mean, you, it was still over the water. You guys were hitting from like where did you see? Same angle, different distance. But they had people. Did you see on at least on Sunday? Might have been earlier in the week too. But on Sunday, they had people. They they were letting people up onto that box on the on the front left. Like they were teeing it from the back box, obviously, and that front left box little like maybe one or two up was just full of people like in the you know in the sight line wow get these people off the box i think i was wet for with with my five iron so it didn't really matter the yardage for me wet like cash or wet like agua wet like uh i might have picked up my ball on that hole (laughs) (laughs) reed where you at uh he's in pocket i'll I'll catch you on the tee you go without it Did see maybe the biggest gator of my life on that hole, though. So that was pretty cool. Big boy. Yeah. He always got some dinosaurs for sure. Great great insight from the ground. Yeah, Yeah. that was – I would say the par threes, especially the par threes on the back, 14, which is I think right where it turns for home on the back nine. Because 13, the the tee box on 13 where they have the two fairway traps and you're hitting diagonal across the water. Yeah. They they probably added – hundred yards to that for that right. tee shot for, right. for, for us um, or for the pros compared to us. And then 14, the caddies, I would say the one good thing that both of our sets of caddies did that day was told us to walk all the way back to where the pros play 14 from compared to where we were playing 14 from for the best photo um, of the day. And it was, uh, it's like one of the highest points on the course, if not the highest point, I think. And I mean, you see everything from there. The ocean's just to your right. Um, yeah, it's. I think that is one hole where it's just hard to do it justice on TV. But I, I think it just added to the like the luster of the events that have taken place at Kiowa, like Phil being the champ in the in 
this tournament is like just you know i think to to put to reed's point we should go there more often on tour oh yeah Yeah. all all the feels at the end too oh my gosh Oh, for sure. It's hosted. Yeah, D. What about all the feels when they uh, when you couldn't find Brooks Kepka coming up the 18th fairway because the crowd enveloped him? Well, my favorite my favorite thing about Sunday was just how Phil was just big time, and I mean the the story of Sunday was just Phil just big time and Brooksy with the pace of play because Phil was slow playing it all day so hard they were like a hole and a half behind, like extreme, which is probably typical for major championships major championships but they were they were uh, almost two holes behind i wanted to ask you about that phil was just big time in him like brooks would hit it into the crowd it would take like five minutes for him to clear the crowd pick his shot do his routine i mean brooks plays fast and he loves to play fast and if you're not just like hitting your ball and he's over there pouting you know that's just how he is so Brooks would take forever when he would hit it into the gallery to hit his shot. And then he'd come back into the fairway and Phil would not even be ready to hit a shot. Phil would just be like staring off into the distance. And then Tim would be like, <laughs> okay, let's go Phil. And then he would take another three minutes and then give a couple little miniature thumbs up and then off they go. And there are a couple of times where Brooks was like, like uh, I forget what hole it was. It might've been 16, but Phil hit it into the crowd so he had to go out and clear everybody and take a little bit and brooks was in the fairway trying to hit that layup shot and he was like calling over to him like phil phil like i'm gonna hit this shot like just just so you know because he was in front of him and he just wanted to hit the hit, hit his layup while he was like ready instead of waiting and he couldn't get phil's attention maybe because phil was just big timing him and just like no bro it's my shot like i'm going to take as much time as i want but he was just screaming for him and he couldn't get phil's attention so he's just over there just arms folded like classic brooksy so i did like that because phil's played more big money games than probably anybody on tour i mean the guys played the coolest thing about that win he won the 2021 pga championship the guy won a tour event in 91 when he was playing at Arizona state. He's the last amateur to win a PGA tour event. He won Scottsdale. The, it was used to be just the Phoenix open now is you know, waste management. But back in the day, it was like, I don't even think I had a sponsor. It was just the Thunderbirds Phoenix open. He played as an amateur when he was playing at Arizona state and he won. And that was 91. The guy wins a major championship 30 years later. Like, come on. That is incredible. Like, like that's awesome. Yeah. I want to ask Super you cool. about the rate of play. Is that like gamesmanship from Phil? Because like as someone that likes to play fast, I know that it wrecks me when people play slow and I'm waiting. Is that what Phil was doing there? Bro, a hundred percent. Cause that's Brooks. Brooks is doesn't take, you know, doesn't take too long, gets up there and hits it and Phil's the complete opposite. So you could tell that going into the day, Brooks was probably thinking, like, this guy's gonna blow it. This guy's a chump or whatever. I mean, he probably has respect for him, but he's probably thinking, like, I, I got this. And then he birdies one and Phil bogeys one. He has the lead. It's like, yep, this is exactly what I thought. And then Phil just big times him all day with the pace. And he was just – I mean, his approach shots were ten times better. Brooks just couldn't 
keep his distance control. So he was short, long. Phil was just pin high all day long. So it was just – it was Phil's show, and Brooks was just along for the ride. And I don't think he knew that until it started going. And then the little mini thumbs were coming out left and right. Thumbs engaged. No one else gave chase, too. Yeah, the thumbs, the thumbs were seriously engaged. Little thumbs. As promised. As promised by Phil on Twitter the night before. You saw the text from his mom to his sister. Unbelievable. So funny. Please it text. Basic- please text <laughs> Philip. Somebody text Philip. Do not. Does he en- need to hit bombs? Do not engage calves. <laughs> yeah, or activate the calves. Do not activate calves or hit bombs. Please pardon. <laughs> they won't catch him. Oh, that was so good. So good. Just the fact that it's a family affair with with Timmy on the bag is is awesome. Is Tina Mickelson is she a, a pro or is she a club pro? I don't know. I, I I saw her Twitter that she it looks like she is also a golfer, but I didn't know to what extent. I would I would assume so, but I have no no idea. I just saw that text. Also, calling Phil Philip Mickelson is text Philip. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. What a flex. I think it's really big for – I'm just going to shout out Tim Mickelson. It's really big for, for Phil to have won a major with his brother on the bag. Yeah. I think both just for those two as, like, boys, they won oh, together. Oh, cool, dude. Yeah. But also for Tim, like, I'm a legit caddy. Like, he won a major when I was on his bag too. I think that's a big deal for him. Yeah. Tim's a big deal. He, he was a successful college coach. Tim's Tim's been around the block. He was Arizona State's head coach before Phil – kicked bones of the curb and and brought him on oh wow okay kind of yeah. reminds me of uh lee westwood and his fiance or is it wife yeah yeah she also got kicked to the curb recently for uh son of lee oh yeah but then he, he had like four missed cuts in a row with his son i think he brought the fiance back for the pga yeah <laughs> he needs he needs the girl back for sure the, he she, said the he said the only reason why he had her on there was because she didn't tell him anything. He was just like, "Yeah, I I know everything that I need to know, and I don't want to hear my caddy tell me anything." So that's why I like to have her on the back. It's like the F one equivalent of no radio. Let me drive. Exactly. Yeah. Leave He's me like, to it, Bono. Max. Yeah, or Lewis. He's like, I know. Don't talk to me, please. Yeah, that was gold. Also, them just like letting the I I I get that the crowds following up eighteen is cool. I I, Flame I, I, Flame I, I understand that, but to make it like obviously they were trying to make it feel like the tour championship with Tiger walking up, right? But yep. like you, I mean, I mean they don't pay these volunteers, but you have these thousands of volunteers, these chachis that just get free stuff all week and they're told like this is your job like keep these people back when you're coming up 18 like we're gonna let everybody loose you guys are the front barrier and like there's just people breaking loose it's like these guys it's like what what are you out there for man and then my my favorite is when they is, is when it's like the finish or something's going on and you just see the volunteers in the background like front row just like just fanboying it just recording and then there's guys like shirtless behind them that they should be like you know tell them to shut up but no they're too busy taking their little videos from right up close it's like bro come on like why are you out there 
And then they let everybody loose so far that Phil has to go through everybody. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like he's getting like grabbed. Yeah, like someone that was weird to see. Someone climbed on him and and he tweeted about it too. He's like, I I elbowed him in the ribs and he backed up real fast. Bro, it's embarrassing. It's honestly embarrassing for the PGA. And I am not ashamed to say that. And the um Rook said the same thing post round. He was like, I got my knee got bumped three or four times. If that might have if that didn't happen, you know, who knows what would have happened. Or made a couple putts. Exactly. That dinged, I believe, is is the word he used. But he Brooks's best moment of the day was still yet to come when the tournament had finished. Oh, true. The eye roll to end all eye rolls. Oh my gosh. I I I think on Twitter, I got some more details today. And if, if you guys have seen different, let me know. But it was when Brooks was commenting on his putts and how it was difficult to putt when yeah. Bryson walked past. Yeah. And, and then apparently what Bryson said was it's like something about it's not difficult if you start it online or something like that. And that's when Brooks just completely like shut down and was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me with this guy. And He's just, he's dropping f bombs and like and apparently like somebody's gonna get fired because because this clip got let out because it wasn't aired it just got out right and somebody I, wanted it to get out I mean and for good reason it went it, it just lit golf Twitter on fire last night it was unreal I couldn't make yeah. out if Bryson said anything I mean I think he did but I couldn't tell what he said but uh, I think a little bit of speculation was whether it was what he said or if it was just his metal spikes. And yeah. just like clack, clack, clack. clack. <laughs> well, it, was, uh, it was definitely both. I mean, I don't know if he said anything, but it's just the fact that he was walking right behind him in a presser and he hates the guy and he could just hear him clacking. I Is he lie. one of the only guys that wears metal out there? So when we, when I was working at uh, Phoenix Country Club and we hosted the um, season ending for the uh, champion store last year or two years ago, um Miguel Angel Jimenez 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 is uh also a metal spike where one of the he's a dying breed dying breed is is the metal spike guys but Jimenez rides with the metal spikes shows up to PCC with no metal spikes and proceeds to ask us to order him his metal spikes he's like yeah I'm out gonna need them so just let me know when they're in. It's like, okay, well, first of all, never done that before. Uh, nobody wears metal spikes as a country club. Like, not a lot of guys like you out here, Miguel. Um, so, yeah, we got them from, like, some, like, hiking or, like, tree stuff. I don't even know. They were the wrong ones. Like, he went with plastic spikes all week or he found another pair and – he just goes click clacking through the shop like flat flat footed because you can't like twist or like you know like walk normally so he's just flat front flat front walking through the shop like click 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 hey how's it going smoking a cigar hilarious i saw a good no, reference that's... to the old uh, under armor click clack commercials <laughs> absolute throwback yeah those those were great dequel jackson maryland linebacker Click clack, click clack. Was he? Was he? He was that guy. Yeah. Oh wow. We must protect this house. 
Terrapin legend. Reminds me of Armour spokesman. I thought it was Terry Crews, office linebacker. <laughs> Gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's who it was. Nah, man. That was oh. Ralph Friedgen, peak Terp football back then. Great stuff. All right. Well, we said we were uh, keeping it to 30 minutes. We have crossed the 60-minute mark. Good for us. Welcome back to the Post Pod, boys. Thank you for hopping on. We will uh, circle back and definitely hop back, hop, hop back on not two months later. We're coming to you live uh, sooner rather than later, right? Come on. We'll see you next time. time. Yeah, we can agree to that. Good. Brother Reed, thanks for joining us, adding your expertise as always. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it, boys. We'll be back soon. Always. Nicholas? Post on posters. See you, boys. Thank you.